Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast with Julie Williams and VoiceOver Insider Editor Gary McFadden. I'm so glad you tuned in to our VoiceOver Insider Podcasts, where we bring VoiceOver Insider information directly to you. You can sign up to be notified every time we've got a new free podcast or other insider information regarding voiceovers at voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Julie Williams. Our guest is Bo Weaver, a name that you've likely heard. Bo Weaver is one of Hollywood's perennial A-list voiceover artists, narrating trailers for feature films, network television promos. You've no doubt heard him on uh, national television campaigns, documentaries, and he's had a starring role in animated series, too, like Superman and Fantastic Four. Bo was one of the pioneers of home remote recording for voiceover artists as well. You, uh, you may not know that. And you can check out his website, by the way, at SpokenWord.com. Aw, shucks. <laughs> Bo, what were you doing to support yourself before you took the plunge into full-time voiceover? Well, I got, I got my start in, in radio. I, I, you know, radio was my first love. I started hanging around radio stations when I was a preteen, got my first on-air job when I was 15, worked my way up to a bunch of really big uh, radio stations on the West Coast, and found myself at age 25 on the top radio station in the United States at the time. And uh, where did I go from there? Well, uh, a fortuitous uh, uh, event introduced me to the world of voiceover. Uh, one of the other guys on the station was uh, uh, trying to uh, uh, you know, put together a voiceover reel, and I saw him doing it, and I said, what's that? What are you, what are you talking about? That's just a bunch of commercials. And he said, Bo, don't you understand? This is the real business. What we do on the radio is just filler for this. And besides, do you know what kind of dough you can make doing this? And I said, no. And he told me, and I said, oh my God, I gotta get one of those. And uh, he said, well, it's not, not so fast because they, in the commercial world, the advertising agencies hate radio people. They hate us. They think we have a sound that is ridiculous. And I said, what are you talking about? I had no idea what he meant. And he said, well, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but our approach to commercials is not what they want. He said, but there's a kind of a therapy for that. And uh, he took me to a voice actor's workshop at the home of Joan Gerber, who was at the time the, the absolute reigning queen of voiceover in Hollywood. And she had a little voice actor's workshop in her living room. And uh, I, I was introduced there to a completely different approach to commercials. Not the announcer's approach, the actor's approach. And for some reason, my ego did not prevent me from being willing to learn something new. So I said, ha, huh, here's a skill I don't have. I want to acquire that skill. So I not only continued to go to that workshop, I found several others. And over the next few years, uh, seven to 10 years actually, radio continued to be my full-time uh, work while uh, working on freelance commercial work as my passion uh, as a, as a part-time thing. And um, I did, you know, I uh, moved around a little bit in radio, ended up back in Los Angeles in the early 80s. And I had a, a job at a radio network, which fortunately would not have me on the air in Los Angeles. So the producers in Los Angeles would not know me as a one of the dreaded radio guys. <laughs> And so I was able to uh, support myself while um, 
you know, uh, working on freelance. And, uh, uh, you know, I was creating a mailing list and doing demos and doing mailings and uh, promotional pieces while, uh, you know, while I was doing um, a, a full-time radio uh, uh, air shift. And that gave me a base. You know, I had my operating nut uh, paid for so that I could devote the time that it takes to, to build a freelance career. Now, things are very different uh, from when, um, when I was uh, starting in this business. Uh, and, uh, you know, right now, the way things have evolved, there, there's actually two different worlds uh, that voice actors work in. And there's a little tiny bit of overlap, but not very much. Uh, I work in a world where uh, all of my work is uh, SAG after work, and it's all, it all goes through my agent. Uh, my agent has my schedule, uh, collects everything. Uh, they are the total boss of me, you know. Uh, and uh, that was the only world uh, that existed when I, when I first uh, got into this business. Over the last uh, dozen years, what has uh, developed is a world of independent voiceover artists who may or may not be located in Los Angeles or New York, and who may or may not work with an agent, uh, may or may not be uh, union members. And so that world is, is, is different from the world that I'm in. So I can't really address what it, what it takes to, uh, to make the transition into full-time to that world specifically because that's that's just not my world but mm -hmm. I think the advice that I would give applies to both and uh, and I would say you've got to have your expenses uh, handled for three to five years you need to give yourself three to five years uh, to establish a career and I suggest not quitting the day job I beg of you do not quit the day job until you absolutely have to quit the day job. If doing the day job is costing you money, you are turning down so many jobs as a voice actor that it just makes no sense to continue to do the day job. I would say then and only then let go of it. Is and that what spurred you to take that plunge? Did you start making so much in voiceover that you were going to lose money if you stayed in radio? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, it got to the point where I just couldn't do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I waited until, you know, until that point. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, that you absolutely, one of, one of the major tools that, that the, the voice actor has to have is confidence. Uh, no matter what style of read you're doing, you have to absolutely know that you are the only person to be communicating that message. If you have any kind of insecurity, um, it reads in, in, in the communication. Um, and if you really, really, really need this job, oh my God, you so need this job. They'll hear that and they will not want to hire you for it because they, they don't want anybody who needs it. You know? It's just... Um, you know, you owe it to yourself to, to not want it too badly. And the only way to do that, I know, is, 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 to, is to not need it, you know. Um, so for that reason, keep the day job. Either that or find a way to, uh, 
you know, be independently wealthy. It's like, uh, you know, the, that old Steve Martin bit on how to, pay, you know, uh, how to uh, not pay uh, taxes on a million dollars. First, get a million dollars. So that's what you do. First, get a million dollars and put it in the bank. No, okay, maybe we can't do that, but maybe you can um, uh, scale back your lifestyle for a year and, uh, you know, move, in, move into uh, somebody's basement and uh, uh, bank the money. And uh, when you have uh, three to five years worth of operating expenses banked, then you say, okay, now I'm going to uh, go full-time into voiceover. Uh, but I'd say, you know, don't until you have to. Even though you had a, um, a really good voiceover base when you left the radio thing, um, was it scary for you at first? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, um, uh, you know, going from a predictable paycheck to, uh, hey, I had a good month this month, but, you know, that one, uh, uh, you know, I got a, a, a big uh, jewelry store uh, chain uh, a, a, an advertising agency in Dallas had a, a chain of, of like, uh, uh, yeah, oh, I think it was like 30 or 40 different markets of uh, uh, jewelry stores, and they did television and radio, and they had to customize, they had different names in different markets, so they, they had to customize the spots. So it was just a massive amount of work. Uh, and that really helped me uh, make that transition. But, you know, I, I, okay, I had a really busy uh, month, with that work, but oh my God, next month uh, they may not do any production at all. Yikes! You know. So I mean, uh, f frankly, I woke up with the absolute free-floating terror uh, many, many days. Uh, you know, until uh, until I kind of got used to it. Did you have to change your system for say paying bills at home from say an every two week or twice a month system to, you know, pay it when you have the money? No, I didn't, fortunately, and I'm uh, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little uh, anal about that. I, I I would not have gone a full time uh, full time voiceover. I would not have uh, quit the day job if I didn't have my nut uh, covered, you know, uh -huh. and and, uh, and and a little, uh, you know, and a little extra. So I know you've been doing voiceover for decades, but how long has it been that you've been doing it as your sole support without any of the radio behind it? I think I got, let's see, when did I, um, uh, let me see, let me think here. I believe it was 1987 is when I mm -hmm. got out of radio. And do you find now that you actually work harder than you ever did when you were uh, working for radio, that now that you're oh, working sure. for yourself full time? Well, first of all, I worked in radio in a different era when we did a three-hour air shift, and that was it, you know? Um, and so, so it's 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 very different. And the guys who are are in broadcasting right now, they a lot of them work really hard. Um, they they get nine jobs out of one employee now, uh, in, mm -hmm. in, in a lot of cases. But yeah, I work really hard. Um, I I have uh, clients in all all the time zones, which means um, I come in here usually at six thirty in the morning to do a few things. Then I'll have a little bit of break where I can uh, walk the dogs and eat breakfast. But I'm in the studio until six at night. You know, I'm I'm in here all day. And uh, oh, every once in a while I'll have a 20-minute break uh, where I can, uh, you know, go out and uh, 
grab a sandwich, but it's a long work day. Yeah. Do you have the flexibility to take a day off, or is the promo world such that you really can't do that? Never. No days off. No days off. Uh, I, uh, the last recreational vacation I took was in 1995. Wow. And um, yeah, the, because, uh, you know, uh, when I have a, a bunch of different clients in a lot of different areas, see, I, most people work in one area of the business or at, at the most two. I work in a lot of different fields. And when one group of clients says, oh, okay, this would be a really good time for you to go if you're going to be gone somewhere, the, the other batch says, oh, my God, no, you can't be gone. This is our <laughs> most important time. No way. Oh, man. So when I do travel, uh, I have to work while I travel. And, I, yeah. and, and that makes it, you know, I can do it, and I've got it set up where I can do it, but it's, it's so stressful. Uh, that you might as well, uh, you know, it actually feels like a vacation when I come back home, you know, because mm. it's easier to work for my home studio. Is there anything that you would like to add, a word of advice for people who are um, either entering and wanting to go full-time, perhaps uh, at their retirement, because if they've always dreamed of doing this, or someone who's been doing it for a long time and just isn't sure about going well, full-time? you know, I I don't exactly know how to how to advise people. Everybody's situation is a little bit different, but um, you know it. You know it takes a lot to develop enough enough of a volume of business to where uh, uh, this is going to be your full time work, because yeah. of course getting the next batch of work, um, you know, is 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 a big part of the uh, the job every single day. Right. And you have to, in, in the, the way the, the world operates now, um, everybody has to have a little bit of what I have, because I, I have a little bit of the entrepreneur's kind of uh, uh, vibe in me, some of the entrepreneur's DNA. Uh, so the part of the business that was, okay, how am I going to establish myself, uh, create a client base, uh, promote and market myself, see, that was interesting. That's, that was interesting to me. That was fun for me. Uh, for a lot, a lot of people who are artistic, uh, that's not fun at all. Uh, they like to just do the work. And uh, you've always got to be, uh, got, you know, you, somebody said as a freelancer, every job is your last job until your next job, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and, and that's got to be okay with you. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, I had a great month. I, and, and I... I kind of think of it really every day I wake up and I think, crap, I have to do it all again. Oh. I've got to start over from zero, you know. And I kind of don't, but it, it's helpful for me to think that I do, you know. And a lot of people say, oh, well, you've been doing this for so many years and you've done so many things. Uh, you can just rest on your laurels. Uh, they just come to you, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Every single thing I do, I audition for. Every single thing. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't, oh, maybe once a year somebody calls and says, uh, hey, you know that thing you did for us last year? We've got another one like that. We'd like to you to do the same thing on it. No, it's so easy for them to audition people now. Uh, even, even when they're going to keep using you, there are several things that I do on a regular basis. And every few months when my little contract comes up, well, they'll audition it around. Well, 
and you know, and and maybe they'll go ahead and uh, uh, renew me. But they're going to see what else is out there, and it's a reminder that you're not married; you're just dating. Well, thank you, Bo. You have been uh, listening to A-list voiceover artist Bo Weaver, and we really appreciate your time and all your input. Uh, you can find more about Bo and hear his work also by going to the website spokenword.com. And now, the McFadden Minute. Hi. In the past few Mac Minutes, I've been talking about audiobooks. The equipment you'll use for recording audiobooks is not unlike that used for recording commercials, e-learning scripts, or explainer video narrations. What might be different is the software and how you use it. In long-form narration such as audiobooks, you are going to make mistakes. No one reads a 10-hour book without doing pickups. There are generally two ways to record. Either you mark where you made the mistake, or you stop narrating, back up the recording, and continue with the narration, fixing the mistake on the fly. That's called punch and roll, because you're punching in at the mistake and then rolling the recording forward. If you want to use the method of marking the mistake and then going back to record pickups at a later time, you'll find something like a dog clicker handy. Here's the sound it makes, and it puts a very distinctive waveform on your file so you can spot mistakes easily. With Punch and Roll, you'll need to use recording software that incorporates the ability to pre-roll a section of what you've already recorded, then the playback of your voice will stop, and you'll begin narrating again, covering the mistake. There are pros and cons to each method. The dog clicker method keeps you in the performance mode, but you'll have to go back through the file and fix mistakes. The Punch and Roll method gives you a cleaner file to edit, but you'll constantly be switching your roles between narrator and sound engineer. Not all software offers the punch-and-roll capability. Two that I've used are Pro Tools, a complex and expensive piece of software I wouldn't wish on any voiceover person, and Reaper, which is economically priced, continuously updated for free, and works very well in its punch-and-roll capacity. Hey, my minute's up. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast with Julie Williams. Be sure to join us next week for more VoiceOver Insider information and another edition of the McFadden Minute.